Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, sports fans, welcome back to another episode of Pez and Picks. Say it every week, I'm not Pez. We got Santa Pez next to me today. Pez, what's up, man? How's it going? Well, Jeff, you know, since the birds are letting us down, uh, I'm going to give away some birds Christmas gifts this week. We got a lot of games. We got a lot of winners. I feel like the birds owe us a couple. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm in contact with Sirianni and the boys. We're going to rally the troops. We'll be ready for the playoffs. You need to hire that big Italian guy that they got on the sideline that's just been banned for the rest of the season or something. <laughs> the hell's up with that? He bumps one player and gets banned for the week. I mean, that's Philly style right there. <laughs> Nonetheless, hey, last week was a really good week outside of your birds. Like your birds let us down in a big way. Let's just get that out of the way right now. The birds let us down. You took the Eagles on the road, minus four at Seattle. Did that line shift before the game because of Jalen Hurts, his illness that he flew separately to Seattle, anything like that? Did you notice? I mean, that line shifted. I mean, it had dropped to about three. And then midday, it jumped to five and a half because they announced Gino was playing. And then okay. that dropped, it dropped back down to about four and a half. That line moved, uh, you know, because quarterback situation was up in the air on both teams. Um, looks like they probably shouldn't have played Jalen. I, I still think it was the right play with a minute and change left. We, we were, we were pushing it was 17, 13. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's what every game should finish with what the line says. And, you know, we, we thought with bringing in some Patriots blood at that coordinator there, we, Ugh. Yeah, defense looked a little better until that last drive. You can't let Drew Locke beat you in a 92-yard last last second play. I mean, it's just a, a brutal thing. We're banged up in secondary. We're, we're down Maddox. We're down big play Darius Slay. And, you know, that's that's what happens in this league. And, I mean, unfortunately, Bird's been on the wrong side of it. I, I've been talking people off the ledge. San Fran lost three games in a row midseason. You know, and it's going to happen. It's going to happen when you play 17 games. And it's not easy in the NFL. Everybody gets paid. And, you know, it is what it is, and, and you're going to have pros that are going to play well at certain times, and we we ain't playing too hot right now. So, well, The, the birds got to get healthy. Like, let's be honest. You know, sure. the, the state of Pennsylvania is awful for professional football right now, and I'm a Steelers fan, so I can attest to that. But the birds got to get healthy. Jalen Hurts, does a, he hasn't looked right in a while because of the knee no. injury before the illness. And, you know, I mean, the offense has got to be more than just A.J. Brown. I know Devontae Smith is there, but – they got to get themselves right, especially on the defensive side. Like you said, the yeah. defense has not lived up to the hype. So we'll see what happens there. But the birds, are we giving them the week off this week? 
We're going to, uh, I mean, I, I'm leaning birds. I think the, the line says take the birds. I think they're 12 and a half point favor right now, Jeff. But I, I'm going to give them a week off. Uh, I don't want to look like a homer on the podcast here. And <laughs> 12 and a half, I mean, that's a big number for a team that's lost three straight, especially a division opponent. Um, yeah. You know, and we got a we got a fire an Italian quarterback up there from Jersey. So I don't like betting against those guys in, in Giant Stadium up there. There you go. Yeah, that's right. The, the Giants, it's a divisional matchup. That's a big spread. But let's talk about another game from last week, which I'm sure you were happy about. That's as you put it, not me. The, the cockroaches, the Dallas Cowboys, they go up to Buffalo. We took the Bills given one and they they just blew the doors off of Dallas. 31 to 10, I think was the final score. You got that one right, Pez. They pulled it out for you. Well, I, I had it all lined up in my head on Monday. I said, you know, I was all ready to talk on the podcast. Some some weeks, everything you think and say comes right, and and the three winners did. I mean, the cockroaches are not good on the road, overrated. I mean, a 500 Buffalo Bills team blew them out. I barely had to throw the ball. They overpowered yeah. that team. I don't hear about Buffalo's uh, offensive line, and they just put that team down. I wonder if the birds watched that game and said, what the hell are we doing? You know, in the beginning of the year, the birds had games like that where they just pounded teams. And I think, you know, in the NFL, like every coach, like every sport, you, keeping it simple sometimes seems like it's too easy. But uh, Dak Prescott looked like the Dak Prescott that I like to see. And Buffalo, I think, is a coming team. And, and that's a team that could be could be uh, shaking things up going into the playoffs here. They keep playing like that. So Buffalo pulls through. They give you the big W. And then also... The Detroit Lions, who hey, they they burned you a couple times this year, Pez, but they came through. The Denver Broncos going to Detroit. Detroit was giving five. Didn't matter. Detroit wins in a big way against a, a I would say a much improved Broncos team. It was a big win for you, Pez. Yeah, you know, Detroit has been consistent in some ways. I think what what's consistent about Detroit, they're great at home. They're great indoors. And and yeah. Goff tends to turn the ball over less when he's inside. That team speed on defense tends to help Detroit a little bit inside. And this is a story with Dome teams, especially you get later in the year. Dome teams struggle when they get outside. And, you know, we're going to be talking about Detroit. They're back in another Dome coming up this week. And, uh, you know, I think with a lot of data on, on the teams and a lot of trends that you can kind of go with this stuff, Denver's okay. Uh, I'm not a huge Russell Wilson fan. I'm not a huge Sean Payton fan. And that showed on the sideline. I mean, that guy got disrespect your quarterback like that on the sideline. I mean, that, that's a horrible thing. I, I don't like to see that happen to veterans. And, you know, I think it was Sean Payton, probably probably two inch, uh, replay calls. He could have saved their team touchdowns. And they, they just seemed outmatched. And Lions look like they have looked in the last, you know, in the beginning of the season, both sides of the ball dominating. I, I still like the Detroit Lions a lot. And I think they could win a couple games in the playoffs. And who knows? So we finished the NFL last week, two and one. That's not bad. We'll take He'll it. We'll take it. And Take we it. went, hey, we went bowling for the first time. Our first bowl game, the LA Bowl, UCLA versus Boise State. UCLA was spotting three. This was at SoFi in LA, obviously the name of the, the bowl. And they beat Boise State and they covered the three points, making you look good. And everyone was talking about Chip Kelly, his post game interview, where he's talking about the, the power five and the realignment and stuff. This, this game got a lot of attention, but Pet, you got the pick right, Pez. Well, you know, halftime, it, it looked a little shaky, and I yeah. think Chip Kelly probably saved his job. Uh, made halftime adjustments against an inexperienced coach. UCLA's athleticism kind of came on in the second half. Uh, I had parlay legs with me at my house here on Saturday, and NKT Smith from yes. Paul Sheet, both around halftime. Detroit, well, Detroit was running away, but they're giving it to me a little. 
Chip Kelly, he did some good coaching. And then that team looked hot. And, you know, and it, it, it's tough. College is going to be rough. Looking at the games this week, everybody's got guys eligible for portal. They got guys that have left, coaches leaving. I, I don't know what's happened with college football. I've never seen a situation like this. And I think going to have to tread lightly with bowl season. Going to have to do a lot of research on betting these games. If not, you could get stung pretty hard. Some weird lines out there. I looked at the Duke game. Duke was a top 25 team. They're getting seven and a half against Troy. I mean, what, what, what the hell is I that? I, I don't understand it. I, I don't, I don't know. Seth's got sucker bet written all over it. <laughs> I, I, I mean, Troy, I didn't even think of Troy all year. You know, that, no. that's the school, how they compete with the Duke. And that, we're, we're staying away from lines like that. We're going to try and stick with teams we know and coaches we know. And it, it's tough though. Everybody's got guys that are up for moving and I, I think it's going to be a dangerous bowl season for gamblers out there, especially the end of the NFL too. Going to have to do your research. You got teams that have something to play for. You got teams that don't have anything to play for, and that—that's, you know, data tends to tends to mix in with these intangibles and how much motivation's out there. And you know, I wonder about Denver this week too. We're not going to bet against them, but I, I wonder about that with Russell Wilson and getting getting chewed out by Sean Payton on the sideline. So the win in the the LA Bowl. That was our only NCAA play last week. That means that we enter this week with, we're giving you two bowl picks here. NCAA record entering the bowl season, 14, 10, and two, or the second week of the bowl season. And we're just getting into the hot and heavy stuff. It's going to get even better. But 14, 10, and two, winning record, looking good. You have two picks. You pick the Georgia Tech versus UCF. This is the Gasparilla Bowl. What in the hell is that? I don't know, but it's Friday at 6.30 p.m. It's in Tampa, Florida. Georgia Tech is getting four and a half points. Now, you played Georgia Tech earlier this year, and I believe you got burnt on it, but you got them going up against UCF down in Florida. UCF should have like some semblance of a home crowd there, but you like Georgia Tech getting the points. Explain it. Think, think we're one and one with Tech this year, and, and they burned us on one. It almost had a lap backdoor cover. Yeah, Haynes, you're right. Haynes King, they're one of my favorite quarterbacks in college football. Had had four uh, turnovers in the game we lost, but but almost came back to squeeze it. Uh, Georgia Tech not losing players for the portal. King twenty six TDs, nine throwing TDs, nine rushing TDs, matched up with his running back Jamal Haynes, seven rushing TDs, about a thousand yard rusher. Team runs for one hundred ninety seven yards a game. They haven't played since November twenty fifth, where they they lost to number one at the time Georgia thirty one twenty three, and that was a good showing. Uh, UCF ranks 121 in the country against the run, giving up 187 a game. Tech should have a good night. They're at maximum rest. Uh, Coach, I read a lot about him the last couple weeks. He's looked at this as another preseason. So they're going into this game, best season they've had in years, first bowl game they've had in years. they got a lot of motivation. I mean, I'm sure UCF does too, but I think Georgia Tech, the results they had in that last game, that plus four and a half, I don't. I can't figure that line out, Jeff. But I, I love it. I think Haynes King, he does a lot of work in the offseason. That's going to be a guy in Heisman running next year. The way the athleticism he has and reminds me a little bit of a, you know, quarterback um, uh, from uh, Alabama's quarterback or some of the guys out west that can run the ball and throw the ball. Yeah. Uh, I think that kid's got a lot to grow and and they're happy there. So we're not going to see a lot of turnover on that team. Haynes King doesn't throw interceptions. They're going to be winning this game. All right, so you like Georgia Tech plus four and a half there in that bowl game down in Tampa. Again, that's a Friday night kickoff, Friday at 6.30, Friday evening. Now, this next game, when you you sent me your picks, I was kind of shocked because you you picked JMU already once this season. 
You said this is their this is their Super Bowl, and they pulled it out for you. But they're going up against Air Force in the Armed Forces Bowl. That's a Saturday, three thirty p.m. kickoff Eastern Time in Montgomery, Alabama. Air Force is getting two points, and you like Air Force to actually beat JMU. I mean, I thought you had the inside track on JMU, don't you know? Like some inside sources, a third string punter from well, a few years ago. Got the third string punter from JMU from 19 years ago. He was also uh, um, <laughs> acted in a, a, a famous creepy movie called Lifeguard, Jeff, that I want to get into. But the guy's a famous beach guy, surfer, big wave guy in the Jersey Shore. Uh, he he gave me a little bit of a tongue lash and going against his boys until I, I, I told him we he had to do a lot of research on this game. JMU's coach, gone. Both coordinators, Ooh. gone. Wow. Uh, went to Indiana a few weeks ago. They, they, brought, they have an interim who's going to be coaching the game. They hired a guy, I think he's from Holy Cross, came in about a week ago. He decided, I'm not coaching this game, I'm observing. I don't know what the hell that means, Jeff. That tells me <laughs> some issues going on with preparation there. Their quarterback's declared for the portal. You know, I, I played a little college soccer. When your best player tells you they're they're bugging out on the team and hitting the road, that, that doesn't do well for chemistry. Uh, I think that's too many distractions to prepare for their first bowl game ever. Air Force, I love betting uh, military academies in these bowl games for two reasons. Number one, they ain't partying. They're not drinking. They're not losing focus. Playing football in the Air Force Academy is their time off. They love it. They're, they're bonded. 16 of the players that are starting for Air Force are from Texas. That game's in Texas. Coach said that, you know, this is a home game for a lot of his guys. They're pumped up to go home. Uh, their quarterback is back from injury. They, they ended, uh, I think they lost four of the last games. Their quarterback was injured. He's back. Their defense, shockingly, this shocked me. I had to look at it twice. Holding teams to 96 yards rushing, one of the top defenses in the country. Uh, it's going to be a good game, but I think JMU has a lot more question marks. Air Force is playing a lot more ball games, and, and I love Air Force in this situation. I think it might be JMU might be coming back down to earth a little bit. Air Force doesn't have a transfer reporter. You're you're in the, you're in the military academy. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> you're not going to Army. You're not going to Navy. I mean, give exactly. me a break. And a solid defense out of out of Air Force this year, and and they they have a decent schedule. Uh, probably maybe a little bit tougher than JMU. So I, I love them getting points. I like that their their players. You know, they're going back home to Texas and Air Force Academy. You go there, you're big time anyway. JMU, this is. I don't even know what this game is. You got an observing coaching team. You got coaches that are coaching. Who knows what the hell's going on there? I I, I don't know. Hey, this is this is why you got to listen to Pez because he, I never would have known that JMU's coaching staff just up and left and that their starting quarterback hit the portal. So that's why you come to Pez's pick. So let's recap the two bowl games we're taking. We're taking Georgia Tech getting four and a half over UCF. And we're taking the Air Force Academy, getting two points over JMU. And that rounds out our NCAA picks. We'll have more picks probably next week as we get closer to some of those big-time bowl games. But let's go to the NFL now. With last week's 2-1 and one record in the NFL, it moves your NFL record to 32-25-2, Pez. That's a really solid number. And we'll we are it. taking five games. That's right, five we'll games this week. We're starting on Thursday night, primetime. You've been you done you've done a good job in primetime this year, even though Monday night didn't pan out for us last week. Saints at Rams. The Rams have a lot to play for. They're currently in the seventh spot in the NFC playoff picture. They are at home. They're giving four, and you say take the Rams giving the points. 
I mean, Christmas is coming early for us this this week, Jeff. We're giving out a lot of gifts. Uh, the Rams is number one. Saints defense, they're injured all over their D-line. They're secondary. Their best guy in the secondary, Lattimore, is out. Two other D-backs are questionable. They have three D-linemen banged up and questionable. Injured defenses heading out to that, that track that they have in L.A. I mean, the Rams, they, they seem like they all run a, a sub-4-5-40 on that field. They play better out there, different climate, different environment. Um, Rams have won four out of five. I think the only loss they have is to the Ravens. Offenses look better. They got Cup. They got the they, – they're humming. Stafford's humming. Saints coming off three home games, going on a road in a short week, only three and four on the road this year. Uh, defense looks a little bit worn out. They've put a ton of pressure on that defense, and it shows in their injury report. Uh, I'll take Stafford, Derek Carr with a home field advantage and a little bit of a healthier team. This line tells me something too, Jeff. They're both about even. They're both about 500. They both probably have a lot of motivation to make the playoffs. Rams lane four, that tells me that, that and that's an opening line. That hasn't been shifted by, by any gambling yet. I love this line, and I love Stafford in this situation. I think McVay's a good coach. They want to make the playoffs. Stafford, you know, the guy's running out of years. So yeah. I, I like this team. They've gotten better as the season's going on. Yeah, the Saints are still vying for the NFC South uh, division title. I mean, they're tied right now, but they're sure. second due to uh, tiebreakers with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So they, like you said, both of these teams have a lot to play for, but the Rams score more points than the Saints. The Saints struggle. Derek Carr is not really it. Uh, he doesn't really have the weapons that they have in L.A., so I like the pick. I like the pick on a short week. I've always said take the home team on Thursday Night Football. You're going to win more than you're going to lose every single week. Especially home uh, late in the season. I yeah. mean, these guys, you know, this, this is like two seasons in the NFL now in a holiday week. I mean, Saints defense, too. They, they, they've been carrying that team yeah. time this year. And, you know, you got to run out of gas. I, I would not want to be chasing around those receivers in, in L.A. on a Thursday no. night. I just wouldn't. Nope. Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua might be running wild there. We'll see. Let's go to the next game. Joe Flacco and the Cleveland Browns. You bet on him before and he's pulled out the win for you. They're giving two and a half as they go down to Houston. I was surprised with this line for a lot of reasons. You're taking the Browns, mind you, but the Houston Texans should be getting CJ Stroud back off the concussion protocol. They're coming off a big win. And all of a sudden the Houston Texans who won in overtime on a last minute field goal against, I believe the Titans last week, the door has been open for them to possibly win the AFC South with Jacksonville losing the way they did and with Trevor Lawrence being in the protocol. So they've got a lot of play for, but so do the Cleveland Browns. I'm curious as to why you're taking the Browns giving points on the road. I mean, that line jumped at me too, Jeff. And I think, again, that line tells you the Browns are a better team on both sides of the ball. Browns probably have the best defense in the country, in my opinion. Um, probably Browns, Ravens, San Fran. I think the Browns are the best against the pass. Texans are down two centers as well, Jeff. Yeah. You know, and uh, Stroud still marked as questionable. I don't know if I bring back my rookie franchise quarterback against this Browns defense. They're angry. They're ball hawks. Uh, tough to throw against. Um, losing centers. I think they're starting their third string center. Center might be just as important as quarterback, especially going up against a good defense. Starting a, a third stringer. I mean, that with Stroud coming out of concussion protocol. Smells like trouble to me. Uh, they've got another O tackle, questionable, and they, they've got other guys. I mean, their their injury report is huge. Cleveland's also a little bit banged up on O line. I'm gonna go with Flacco. Flacco threw three picks last week. 
I don't think Flacco's throwing three picks again. I think the offense and him understand on the road, you, you got to, you know, maybe take less chances, be a little bit safer with the ball. Uh, with that defense, they should be able to lean on them, ball control. Houston's been leaking oil, and I think Cleveland's been coming on. They're feeling better about their team and their chances, and, and that defense is still high energy. They don't seem like they've lost a step. This line screams that the the people that are making these odds, the books, I, everyone used to always say Vegas, but it's not just Vegas anymore, uh, that they don't think C.J. Stroud might play, or if he plays, he's ineffective because he's been off and he's coming off a concussion. Because really, other than that, you, you wouldn't think the Browns would have a huge advantage outside of the defense or offense is sporadic. But Joe Flacco brings a different element to the offense in terms of his downfield passing. None of the quarterbacks that they've won games with, which, by the way, Flacco is their fourth, whether you're talking to Sean Watson, PJ Walker, or Dorian Thompson Robinson, none of them have the downfield arm and ball that he has. And Amari Cooper is nah. thriving with, with Joe Flacco. So, hey, the more you hot. talk, the more you're convincing me of this pick. I, I like it. And, you know, I think the center position is so underrated. Yeah. Uh, without Travis Kelsey, I would never bet the birds. A third string center with a rookie quarterback coming into a hostile situation off an injury. I think that's why this line is what it is. Uh, I love it, and uh, I'm a Browns guy at this point, and I, I think that with Joe Flacco, they could they, they could maybe uh, cause a little trouble going into the playoffs, especially if they get a home game or two. Yeah, that's a good point. Let's go to your next pick, the Lions at the Vikings. The Detroit Lions, you've been on the Lions bandwagon all season. Like, this is not new. You said it when we first started this podcast – you used to say never bet the Lions, and now it's always bet the Lions. That's the right. Lions are at the Vikings. Big time NFC North game. The Vikings are still in the mix for a playoff spot. The Lions want to keep themselves atop that NFC hierarchy. They want to win the division. But here's the key. The Vikings are thinking, okay, Minnesota, that's another indoor stadium. We know Jared Goff plays better inside than he does outside. You like the Lions giving three on the road. Go ahead and talk that out. You know, I, I don't understand this line, Jeff. I think it should be a little bigger. I mean, if it was five or six, I would say it's a little bit more reasonable, especially the way Detroit looked last week. And I know they got a little shaky for a few games there midseason, but uh, Detroit, better team, looking for two straight wins for the first time in about a month, trying to get back on track. They looked great last week. The defense looked great. Going up against quarterback Nick Mullins, second start. Uh through two picks last week and the Bengals overtime miracle uh, or the win over the, the Bengals last week, Detroit third best offense statistically in the league still offers much more inside against, against teams when he's playing in those domes, second best run game statistically in the NFL right now, uh, Minnesota 21st against the throat allowing 245 a game. The numbers just don't add up to me why this is only a three point spread. I talked to a couple other guys in the business that, they think Minnesota's defensive line could could cause Goff to have some issues, which, you know, is always a problem with Goff. He doesn't like the rush. I think if, you know, and I trust in those coaches in Detroit, they're going to pound that ball. They're going to open up the field with the run. Uh, they can they can run and they can pass um, statistically on both sides up against this team. And, and they're playing for a division title. They're playing for the best season maybe in the, the history of this team. So yeah, I, I like them. I like how they looked last week. They look calm. They look like a team with with some swagger and a team with some confidence. They look like a team that hasn't been there before. Right. So I love them. They're somewhat healthy. You know, when Minnesota's banged up, the quarterback situation couldn't be worse. You know, who the hell is Nick Mullins, Jeff? At this point, <laughs> Nick Mullins, bring it on, Nick Mullins. 
Put yeah. on that obnoxious Vikings hats that we're in the stands. I think we're gonna see Goff and we're gonna we're gonna see a lot of touchdowns and holding that team. I think it's gonna look a lot like it looked last week. Yeah. Okay, so I, I want to make something very clear. You know, Coach KT Smith can say what he wants about Pez. And he can he can talk trash about our, our buddy legs. But you know what? No one can say the Pez doesn't take the big games, like the games that are going to be highly contested. We're not taking these blowouts. No way. We're, we're going after the big guns, and this is what we're doing the next two picks. The final two picks are the biggest games of the week, in my opinion. The Dallas Cowboys, sorry, cockroaches, cockroaches. Go, to, go to South Beach to play the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins coming off of a shutout win over the Jets. The Dolphins are giving one point at home, and you're saying take the Finns to keep the cockroaches in the losing column. I think that last week we saw a lot of what Dallas should should be looking like every week. I think we talked last week, four out of their five games were home the, uh, for the first five against last week, bad on the road, going up against a Miami team, number one offense, going up and exposed Dallas defense last week. Buffalo barely threw that ball. I think Allen had like 120 yards passing or something. They just pounded it down. Uh, formerly number one Russian offense. I think they're like third or fourth in the league in Russian right now, Miami. You're going to throw Tyreek and Tua and overrated cockroaches defense that was humbled. Coach didn't look like he had any answers at halftimes. Dolphins were averaging 140 yards rushing a game. I don't think Buffalo was averaging that, averaging that much at home. Imagine going to Buffalo, coming back to Dallas, and you got to fly to Miami. Another thing about flying to Miami, Jeff, I, I don't think that coaches don't have good control of their team do well in Miami. Because if I had millions of dollars and I was in South Beach, I'd be thinking about what, what club I was going to after that game more than I was thinking about playing the Miami Dolphins. And unfortunately, <laughs> I think the cockroaches have a lot of low-character guys like that. Uh, six and one at home, Dolphins. Third home game in a row for the Dolphins. This is something that they're ca- talking about this week. we got to win this game. we got to stay on pace. Miami's covering 64% of the time. Uh, and even you know, they're better at home with the cover. One of the better covering teams in the league we have left. I love them. I think the cockroaches now lose two in a row and, and the birds are going to win that division and things are going to be normal at the end of the season. Probably right now, San Fran deserves to be the one seed. I think right behind him is, is going to be an Eagles team. It's going to come back a little bit. Dallas, third, fourth best team in the NFC, I, I think. And I think that those things are going to start to work out in the next three weeks. Yeah. I mean, Dallas is not good from Jerry World. We know this. They're they're just not the same team when they leave. They're 7-0 and at home, and they, they've struggled on the road, so this is obviously a road game. This is a game the Dolphins are going to be wearing all white. They're going to force the Cowboys to wear the dark uniforms. They're going to force them to be on the sideline with all the sun beating down on them. It's going to be hot, right. and uh, it's going to be a game where I, I like the Dolphins here, too, and the Dolphins but, have a lot to prove, too, because they haven't really they beaten do. that, that big-time team yet, so this is that test yep. for them. They're going to be up for this, and they can still – they could still press the Baltimore Ravens for the number one seed in the AFC. Like that is still a realistic option. So I like the pick. I like the Dolphins here giving love them, Jeff. Love them. Imagine playing Buffalo with that cold, and you got to go down to Miami and play around all those hot women and those hot, you know, those flashing <laughs> lights. I mean, too many distractions down there, Jeff. I don't think anybody does well in Miami. New England, Brady, that was his crypt night. He used to That's always true. go to Miami. That's so, true. You're right. Bring You're it right. on, Dak. Cockroaches. <laughs> and then I think the game of the week is Monday night or Baltimore at the San Francisco 49ers. This is on Christmas night. What a treat for all football fans everywhere to sit back with their families after the day of opening presents, eating a bunch of food, enjoying time with family. And you get some football. The Baltimore Ravens on the road are getting six points against the 49ers. And you say, take the traveling team 
the Baltimore Ravens, you think that show can travel against that team, or do you just think they're going to keep it close enough? What's your thoughts? I think a couple of things, Jeff. Uh, Ravens getting six. I mean, that's one of the best teams in the league. It seems like a Christmas gift to me. Uh, they're six and one on the road. They're playing hot balance ball on both sides of the of, uh, offense and defense. Second best overall statistical defense, holding passers at 213 a game. I think there's like two, maybe three teams that can stop passing right now. Cleveland and, and Baltimore are my top two. I, I like that if you make it a one-dimensional game, Purdy has not looked as well. Um, his worst game, probably against the Cleveland Browns. I mean, they lost three straight starting with that game. Baltimore, 9-5 against the spread. San Fran, believe it or not, only 8-6 and six against the spread. So they've had a lot of wins, but they do not cover as well as the, the Baltimore Ravens do. Um, I think Lamar is on a mission. And uh, San Fran, you know, I like San Fran a lot, but you're not going to win every game. And there's something else about this game, Jeff. As a gambler, Monday night, the last last game of the week, you think I need this miracle win. Santa Claus, look how good I was good, you know, to my family. Everyone's going to be taking San Fran. Uh, the Grinch, the Grinch always comes through in gambling, Jeff. Monday night, that last game, and their brother on that San Fran bed, they're going to be laying the six. And I, I can see the Ravens blowing that game out. People going to bed pissed off at halftime, waking up, angry at their kids, <laughs> putting stuff together. Uh, the Grinch always ruins Christmas. And at the end of the day, Vegas is the Grinch of gambling. So I I love it. I, I think that line is, is fishy to me. Uh, I think the Ravens are a better team than that. And their coach should be using that this week to, to kind of piss some guys off. And they got something to prove. I mean, the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar – something to prove and and he's on a mission and i i love the way they're playing on both sides of the ball i like this pick i don't think the ravens win this game but i think they keep it close i think i can see this being a three point two point game down sure. to the wire again a lot of these both of these teams have a lot to play for now san francisco they they got they benefited big time from the birds losing they sure. don't have as much pressure on them now but the Ravens have the Dolphins right there on their heels. The Chiefs aren't too far behind. They've got some tough games coming up. They cannot they cannot let off the gas. I like the Ravens pick. I just don't think they're going to win this game, but we'll see how it plays out. We'll Plus, see. Uh, those home teams on Christmas, a lot more distractions. you got family there. you true. got kids there. That's true. I, I'd much rather have my team on the road in a hotel, not giving a damn about what's going on, who's eating dinner, these gifts. And I, I can see Baltimore coming in here and just shaking the whole thing up. I think at the end of the season, we're going to see things tighten up a little bit more. I think the schedule's made for that. And I think Dallas and San Fran, game or two, they could lose. And, and things should get tighter as we get closer. And I don't know, Baltimore Ravens, they're, they're going to be tough to beat from anybody. Physical ball, too. Yeah, Very physical. Absolutely. So let's recap the NFL picks for this week. Thursday Night Football, take the Rams giving four over the New Orleans Saints. On uh, Saturday's action, I'm sorry, Sunday's action, Browns at Texans. Browns giving two and a half, take Cleveland. <laughs> The Detroit Lions giving three on the road against the Vikings. Take Detroit. The Cowboys at the Dolphins. Dolphins are giving one. Don't worry about it. Take Miami. And then the Baltimore Ravens getting six points on the road on Monday Night Football against the San Francisco 49ers. Christmas night. Take the Ravens getting six. Pez, how did we do on our bonus last week? The uh, Man U versus Liverpool. Uh, I believe we tied, Jeff. So, oh, uh, draw. You know, in, Good Lord. In, in in Europe, you know that's a loss, but in America, that's a win, Jeff. That's that's a push, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> I don't have any bonus this week. Okay. Soccer is going to be big. I had so many football games going. I didn't get a chance to really look at it too tightly, but but fun to bet. You know, you can look for some long shots, or you can 
you can kind of look at, you know, putting five bucks on an 80 to one game and who knows? I mean, the, the, you never know when soccer, soccer is more unpredictable than any sport in the world. You can play 10 different styles. You could pack it in, you get one shot and win a game. So it's, yeah. it's an awesome sport in that sense for gambling or, or the most frustrating. I don't know what to say. There you go. Well, that does it for this week of Pez's Picks. Pez, on, on behalf of myself and everyone at Fans First, I wish you a Merry Christmas to you and your family. Uh, you too, any, Jeff. Any final thoughts? Well, Chris, Merry Christmas to you and, and to all the, the betters out there. Let's, let, let's not let the Grinch ruin our Christmas gambling week. Let's stay tight. Let's keep focused. Do your research on these games and have some fun. Absolutely, Pez. Enjoy it, and uh, we'll talk next week. Take it easy. All right, Jeff. See you.